Welcome, everyone, to today's focus for Thursday, March the 16th, 2023, at 11.56 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, Right Now Media, Part 2. Now, yesterday we did uh, the, the Today's Focus podcast episode went almost an hour long. These are supposed to be about 15 minutes, but we kind of found ourselves focusing on this thing known as Right Now Media. And the reason we were looking at it is because of an article that was published on Friday. The name of the article, Right Now Media, A Path into the dangerous world of contemporary evangelicalism. So an article was written about Right Now Media warning basically everyone about the content. Hey, if you sign up for Right Now Media or if your church signs up for Right Now Media and you begin to access this material, you need to be on, you know, you need to be aware, you need to be alert, you need to understand that this Right Now Media platform is going to lead you into the dangerous world of contemporary evangelicalism. And they list some names and they go through that. Now, when I read the article, I didn't even like I wasn't really interested in pursuing that line of reasoning. I really wasn't, you know, I didn't want to get into, hey, th- right now media, they they uh, offer teaching from this individual. They offer teaching from this individual. And this individual teaches this and this individual. And just basically start trying to go down the line and cr- criticize all of the different theology that would be available on the right now media platform. For me, it wasn't so much about the theology that is offered. To me, it was more about, wait a minute. So churches pay $159 to see what's the other price. Let me see. I think the lowest price is around $159 a month to, let me go back here, to um, $274.99 a month. Churches pay a monthly subscription anywhere between $154 to $274. It can probably even go more possibly depending on how large the ministry is. So you could possibly get into, you know, 300 or more. And churches are paying money to subscribe to this media platform so that they can provide biblical teaching to their people. To me, that's the story. The story is not really the content they offer. I don't care how biblically sound the content is. I don't care how biblically unsound the content is. What was baffling me is we have churches. Just think of all the money that goes into keeping a church open, how much money goes to the staff, how much money goes to the facilities. And then you take all of that money that keeps the church operating. And then the church turns around and says, hey, I know you've given us this much money, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a part of that budget and we're going to pay to give you biblical teaching. And it's like, well, why wouldn't the church that you're paying that staff and you're paying for those buildings why, why wouldn't that, that that be where you're getting the teaching? But no, they're like, no, here's what you need to do. Download this app, and then you can, you can get your biblical teaching, well, from a third party. They're outsourcing the teaching of God's word, and that, to me, 
was the big story. That was the big story, at least to me. I don't think everyone, I don't, I don't think most of the people who emailed me really caught on. They were more like, oh, right now media. Yes, I, I know about it. Here's the teaching that was good. Here was the teaching that was bad, which I do appreciate that because people were giving me insight into what was going on. I just hope people did not miss the point I was trying to make. Sure, it takes all kinds of money to keep churches operating. 71, 72, 73% of basically most budgets for the average church goes to simply paying for the staff and paying for the facilities. And then churches turn around and in a sense outsource the teaching of God's word. I have a problem with that because if all of that money is going to the church, the church should be the one producing the teaching. So what it seems is happening is that Right Now Media is this platform that churches subscribe to, and then they basically hand it over to their Sunday school teachers, their small group leaders, and once again, those are typically not even paid staff, right? So you, 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 you pay all this money to keep the staff, you know, to have the church staffed by these people, and then you turn around and have all of these other places where teaching is occurring, and that teaching is not even being done by the paid staff. I, I think everyone should ask yourself, well, then what are we paying all of these people for if, if a large portion of the teaching is happening by unpaid volunteers? I, 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 it, it calls into question the whole practicality and, and, and what you're really getting for all the money spent to keep a church open. And that's, real, that's kind of the conversation I'm trying to have. I know it's unpleasant, and I know nobody really likes to have that conversation, but I'm looking at it in the most practical way that I can, which is simply, wait a minute, let's just, I'll just throw out a number. Let's say it takes $100,000. I'm just throwing out a, a random number. $100,000 a year to keep the church operating, paying for, uh, you know, the building, Facil uh, all the things that you need, uh, electricity, uh, just everything for the bill. And then for the staff, let's say it takes $100,000 a year to keep a church operating, all right? Some churches obviously operate on far less, some operate on far more. But let's just say $100,000 a year to keep a church going. Now, my the way I'm looking at it is then what are you getting? What is, what is everyone getting for that $100,000 a year? What are people actually getting? How much of the teaching produced by that church is actually produced by the church, and it's not simply material outsourced by a third to a third party? For example, again, using right now media, let's say it takes $100,000 to keep that church operating. They're taking part of that money, subscribing to right now media, and then they hand right now media over to unpaid volunteers to do their small groups or Sunday school or whatever, and then they're using this material to teach the people. Well, then that $100,000, I mean, it makes no sense to me because people, people, people have to be a part of that church to get access to teaching from a third party when they could probably just go online and get teaching for themselves uh, by, from third parties. I just, I just don't get, I don't understand it. But it seems like most people aren't that bothered by it. Where I am, 
I, I, I am, I guess I'm maybe I'm more bothered than everyone else. I, I, I'm just trying to look at it from the most practical perspective as I can. If a church, if it takes a hundred thousand dollars to keep the church operating, then that church should be the one producing the content. That's the church that should be giving the teaching. It shouldn't be like, Hey, thank you for keeping us open, but here, here we go. All right. Um, we're going to pay money to a third party so that they can provide the teaching that the church needs. That makes no sense to me. Then why are we paying you a hundred thousand? Why are we taking a hundred thousand dollars to keep you open if we're going to turn around and use a third party to provide teaching? It makes no sense. I'm just, I just don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. But I did get a lot of emails, and shockingly, a lot of people are very familiar with Right Now Media. I, I I thought a lot of people would be like, why are you even talking about this? I've never heard of it. But I got a lot of emails going, oh, they use it for this organization or or I have access, uh, access to it because of this or, or I used to go to a church that used it. All these kinds of emails. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that many people utilized it, which then seems to tell me that this is a common practice. And it seems to be a common practice that's not bothering most people. Now, I understand here, here on the Theology Central podcast, right? We, we do all of these different podcast series. One of them is the Today's Focus, which we're doing now. We also do the Bible study exercise. We provide people a curriculum. But please note how we use the curriculum here on the Theology Central podcast. It simply supplements what we do. It may tell us what we're going to cover, but then we do our own thing. We're not bound by it. It's just an additional resource. We're not, we're not, we're not relying on it. We're not saying, hey, you go look at the curriculum. That's how you're going to get your teaching. The curriculum is just, it's, it's, it's so secondary to what we're doing. It's, it's just an additional reference tool almost. Now, I, I can understand that if a church wants to spend a month to give people some additional resources to help them study the Bible, then okay, that's a wonderful thing that they're willing to do. But if they basically are outsourcing the teaching because either the people in the church aren't qualified to actually do the teaching or or the staff that's being paid is unwilling to do the work in order to do the teaching, then I start raising serious questions. And I think we need to continue to have this conversation. So I'm going to just go to one email that I've received um, in regards to this. And, and I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a little bit more work on this as well, because I'm I'm still what what I would like to do, this is what I would like to do. Um, I still would like to, and I don't know when, if I can come up with the money. I'm going to pay two, $300, and I'm going to subscribe. I'm go- I still think I'm going to do this. Subscribe to Right Now Media here as for the, for the Theology Central podcast. Then I will turn on the microphone, announce to everyone, hey, we now have access to Right Now Media. We can, we can sign up over 500 people or 500 people and then just give everyone the code. And then everyone can sign it, get download the app and start utilizing it. And then we'll just do a series of messages where we're just talking about what we are finding there, what we like, what we don't like. And so that everyone could see it for themselves. I think there would probably be a way to utilize the material that would be beneficial. So, so I want to make it very clear because I think some people misunderstood. 
I'm not saying that the concept in and of itself is completely wrong. I'm saying the concept is completely wrong and churches utilizing it as basically outsourcing their teaching responsibility. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to be teaching on this, right? And I'm going to be teaching, say, Sunday morning at church. And then during the week, I'm going to be doing some broadcast in regards to what we're teaching. But to supplement what we're doing, I want you to go to this series on Right Now Media app, and I want you to be watching that, and I'm going to be utilizing some of what we see there in some special broadcast. It would be supplemental. It would not be primary. It would just be supplemental. There, I think we could utilize it in a beneficial way, kind of like how we use the curriculum for our Bible study exercise. It's not primary. It's not doing the teaching. It's supplemental material. But from what I'm hearing, it's not supplemental. It is the teaching. And that is where I have a problem. Here's one of the emails I received says, listening to the episode, uh, this email says, listening to the episode now, I have active access to Right Now Media. We used it at my last church to provide leaders content for small groups of which I still participate. Now, here we go. It's providing the leaders the materials. So the leaders can't, I guess, use a Bible study method chapter summary method, thematic, topical, biographical, you know, all of the the 12 Bible study methods to come up with their own Bible study. But the leaders have to be handed this right now media access. So they basically just facilitate the study. They're not really doing the teaching. The teaching has been thorough. To, To me, this sounds like completely outsourced. So they then use this, hey guys, we're gonna watch this video and then we're gonna talk about it. Hey, we're going to use this video and we're, that, that to me, that's a problem because why do you even need the church then? Right? Why, why, why do you need to go to a small group? You can just watch the material for yourself, right? Why do you need the small group? That's what, that's the point I'm trying to get. Why do you need the church where it takes all of this money and time and effort and work to maintain it when all that church is giving you? is something that you can get yourself somewhere else. That is where the issue should be. It says, I remember doing the following studies in the small group format. So here's the ones that they use right now media for. The first one they did was a Psalm 119, my, Matt Chandler, 10 sessions, said it was just okay. Uh, seemed to pull some strange associations out of the text. And so, so that's one that they use. But now, again, I would, I, hopefully this person will email me back to even give me more information. I, I probably should have emailed them back to, to ask some questions, but I, I figured I would just address it here. I would like to know exactly what it looks like. Like, how does it work? Do you meet, do you watch the videos before you come together and then you come together to talk about the videos? Or are you watching the videos together in small group and then just some, someone is basically taking... I'm assuming the material provided by Right Now Media and just using the leader's guide to, and ask the questions. For example, the Bible study uh, curriculum that we that we use for the Bible study exercise just to, to, to supplement it. I can get a leader's guide 
And the leader's guide tells me all the things I'm supposed to say and do. I don't, I don't, I, I ignore it. I don't do that. I don't use, use it because we don't use the curriculum in that way. I just turn on the microphone and go, hey, guys, if you want access to the curriculum, email me, and then you can just look and read it for yourself. And if you have questions, though, email me, and I'll do a special broadcast answering the questions that you found or, or something you discovered in the curriculum. It's just to supplement. So I would be curious when they did this 10-session 10, 10 study on Psalm 119, how did it work? Did you meet at the small group and then everyone watched the video together and then someone just facilitated discussion afterwards? Did you watch the videos then show up at the small group to talk about what you watched in the video? How did it, how, what was the structure like? That's, that's would be interesting to know. The second one, your time is now. Uh, Jonathan Edwin, six sessions. This was painful. I got nothing from it. All right. So that's, that's sad. Next, next, the next one was Lectio uh, uh, by Peter Craig, four sessions. This one had a lot of potential describing Lectio Divinia, but I missed the final two weeks and everyone felt unclear on the process. Now we've talked about Lectio Divina uh, here on this podcast. We've tried to walk people through the process a little bit. But okay, so in other words, if we, like, if I was doing this for the podcast, see, this is how I would use Right Now Media. Hey, we're going to do a little discussion on Lectio Divina, right? Just kind of talk about Lectio Divina and what it is, what it isn't. And on Right Now Media right now, like, if I was able to manage what your app would look like, I would be like, I'm going to assign right now this four-week session on Lectio Divina so that you can go watch it, then I want you to submit your questions or thoughts about what you saw, and then I will come back and do another podcast episode about it. So I would have done the teaching on my own, then assign the Right Now Media video series on Lectio Divina as to supplement, then I would have then done more teaching on my own based off people's responses of what they've seen. See there, that's just using it as a supplemental material. I got no problem with that. That, to me, would work. Next was Assurance of Salvation, R.C. Sproul, Successions. This was produced by Ligonier Ministries and was fantastic. We stretched into 10 weeks based on the discussion and working through the concept. Very deep thinking that our wives noticed because it was challenging and making us think. All right, so that sounds good. And finally, currently two sessions into Thriving in Babylon, Larry Osborne, six sessions. It's been interesting so far based on Daniel, and the study guide has guided us uh, to Scripture more than others. Sounds good. It says, one thing I will note that I dislike about right now is that some series will give you videos for free, but leader guides or participant handouts were additional fee. Ligonier, while better teaching, was always like this, so... That you got to love that. So you're paying a, a multi, uh, you know, possibly two, three hundred dollars a month for the videos. But then, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get the video, the study guide, you have to do an additional fee. That just seems, yeah, all kinds of problems there. It says the mobile app is well done. I can access all the studies and watch them on my phone, including study guides if available. That 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 sounds good. It says, I'd be willing to give you my login to explore more if you like. I expect some large, large churches like Chandler's pay for the highest tier and give out access to anyone who wants it. Although I expect I expect using it for podcasts in such a fashion would have ethical concerns. Okay, well, just so that we know, um, 
it would, uh, the way we would use it in the podcast, we would avoid ethical concerns. What I'm thinking is like, if, if I had the money, I would say, we're going to do a month, one, a monthly subscription, say 270, so basically $300. Then we would be ethically allowed to give access up to 500 people to all of the content then I would turn on the microphone not to play the material, not to not to share it online, but to say, hey, this is what we're going to be studying. Now, You, when you've logged in on your dashboard, here is the, I'm going to assign this video. Now, everyone go watch it. Then I'll come back and talk about it. So we wouldn't play anything over the air. We wouldn't do anything like that because that would be ethically wrong. But we would, I would give out the code for everyone to sign up for it up to 500 people, then I would talk about it so that everyone could see what it looks like. And everything would be ethical. Everything would be above board. We would pay the money, but it would give people real-time access to see it so that they could draw their own conclusions, whether they think this is a good idea or a bad idea. So that's what I'm thinking. I just would need the $300 to be able to pull that off. But I think it could be a lot of fun. And I think it could be very, very, very interesting. And I may walk away going, you know, I could see the value in it. I, I guess my problem is always going to be, I'm not going to see value when the church is basically like, hey, we have to have small groups because people's spiritual lives are dependent upon small groups. Without small groups, they, they will not survive. And then the way small groups are done is we pay $300 so that we can give, we outsource our content, our, our teaching for small groups to someone else. That, that just seems, well, what's the point of the church and the small group if you're just outsourcing it? Anyone can sit at home and probably find similar material. Now, someone has been looking in real life, and they have found that some of the teaching is only for right now media, and it's not available anywhere else. But I guarantee you, I can find to equal quality, either equal or better quality material that I could find for free online. And all I would need to do is find a way to communicate with everyone. If it was an email group or a Discord server, Slack channel, whatever. And just have everyone sign up for it and go, okay, guys, this week, we're going to be watching this. Everyone watch it and talk about it. We could do that and not have to pay $300 a month. Just think of all the Christian podcasts. Just take the Edify Christian Podcast app, which was like 2 million Christian podcasts. I could go through and say, this week, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be listening to this or this or, or Sermons 2.0 app. This week, we're going to be listening to this. We could do the same thing. Now, you wouldn't have one app. But all you people would have to do is go to the the blog or the or the or the chat channel wherever, and you just assign what everyone's going to watch, and they would watch it and then talk about it. You could accomplish the same thing, but the point is, is you would be like literally, you wouldn't even need a church to do this. You just need a leader to say, okay, guys, this week we're going to be watching this and we're going to be talking about it. This week we're going to be listening to this and we're going to be talking about it. But for some weird reason, you got to spend all the money to maintain the church, pay the staff, keep the facilities going. Then you do small groups, typically not even in those facilities. And then you have the people teaching the small groups who are not even on the paid staff. And then you supplement that you give them the content to teach because they can't seem to actually do the teaching themselves. So then it calls into question, what's the point of the church in the first place? To me, it proves that the church is literally unnecessary. And, 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 a, 
it's almost like without even thinking about it, in many cases, the church is doing this kind of thing, proves that the church is a antiquated concept that no longer needs to exist other than to for you to give your money to to support a building and someone's salary who's not even going to do your teaching <laughs> hey i'm paying it's like i'm i'm paying my doctor but i never see my doctor because he outsources my care to someone else Hey, this person has been my doctor for five years, but they don't do have anything to do with my medical care at all. None. Zero. Hey, I, we pay this pastor all this money, but reality, most of the teaching is done by someone other than him. I mean, he preaches the Sunday morning sermon. I mean, that's wonderful. Great. Doesn't do Sunday school. Doesn't do Sunday night. Doesn't do Wednesday. Doesn't do small groups. All of that teaching is done by unpaid volunteers. So, and in many of those unpaid volunteers, they're not even doing the teaching themselves. They're doing, they're, they're utilizing this outsourced material that everyone in the church could probably access and utilize themselves without even having to come to the church. I'm calling into question that, that whole concept. So I, I, I'm very grateful this person sent me this email, but I, I, st I, I still, I'm going to figure out how to do it. We are, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with the money and I'm going to do this because I want to just demonstrate how we, how this could be utilized outside the confines of a church and all the money it takes to maintain a church. That here on a podcast, oh, $300, I could be like, okay, guy, 500 people, 500 of you sign up now. And then, and then I would just step by step, day in, day out, maybe multiple hours a day, saying, okay, today we're going to look at the Right Now Media app, and this is what we're going to do. And then I would come back three or four hours later and go, okay, did everyone watch it? Here's what we're going to talk about. I think it could be fun to do that personally. I think it could be fun. And I think, but I think it could demonstrate how you could use it in a good way Versus how it can be used in a bad way. I think there is potential here. But, and I guess what I'm trying to make clear is the difference between supplementing teaching versus it being the teaching. That is a major difference. So I, I, I hope some, I, I think some emails misunderstood that I was just like, this was my attempt to attack right now right now media no the original news article was an attack upon right now media because it leads you into the dangerous world of, of modern day evangelicalism and they criticize not you know most of the teachers on there now there's probably some teachers on there that would be seriously messed up but see I personally I could use that to my advantage. Right. So like if we were using this for the podcast, here's what I would do. OK, hey, I just found this series on the Right Now Media app. This thing is whacked. This thing is crazy. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to start watching it this week. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to start watching it this week and then I'm going to come back and take us through it and show you how their hermeneutical method is absolutely dangerous. So I, can, I would even use the bad teaching to our advantage. I can take, I can use anything and we can make it work. So I think that there could be a very positive way in utilizing it. It sounds like to me, the church is like, hey, 
these people need teaching. We don't have the ability to provide that teaching for whatever supposed reason. So we're going to outsource it. So we're going to use part of the church budget to pay so that these people can gain access to it. And I just have, let me give you an example. I'll just give you an example. All right. If you look on the Right Now Media app, I mean, well, if you have access to the app, but even if you don't have access to the app, if you just go to preview and you go to books of the Bible, this is the preview page. Well, now it's opening the app. Let me delete the Right Now Media app because it wants me. I, I wanted to see what the app looked like and it forces me to log in. All right, so I'm going to go to, uh, I'm at rightnowmedia.org, rightnowmedia.org. Let me just give you an example. Go to preview. I'm going to go to books of the Bible. And it has, where is it? Oh, here's here's uh, the book of Romans by J.D. J. D. Greer, all right? The book of Romans by J.D. Greer. Now watch this. Now, it may be unique content specifically for that app and the way it's produced because it's video and it's filmed on location in Rome. But if I put Romans, I'm going to Google now, Romans, J.D. Greer. All right, here we go. Guess what I can find? I can go to Summit Church, Summit Church, in this series, a pastor J.D. Greer walks through the book of Romans. And guess what? I have all of the content right here with him preaching through the book of Romans. And I don't even need to pay $300. So in other words, I could take these videos from J.D. Greer where he walked through it. This is not the same thing that's on Right Now Media because there he's, it's filmed, it's, you know, well produced, Hollywood produced on location in Rome. So it would be much more pleasant to look at, but at least his teaching on Romans is available easily online. So I could go here. Let me see here. I'm going to click on this one. I can get this to work. Okay, well, I'm not getting this. I'm not uh, able to currently get this to play on the um, iPad. I do not know why. Hang on. I bet you I can do this. Hang on. That's weird. I don't know why it's not playing on the iPad. Oh, I see what it does. It's, it's weird. You hit the play button and then it opens up a, sep- a separate window underneath it. So the, this, this is uh, this worldwide movement, J.D. Greer, Romans 16. I'm going to hit play. Oh, here, here we go. And I think it's going to play. Hang on. Here we go. Maybe. All right. Well, it doesn't want to currently play. I do not know why. So the website here is a little uh, iffy, but the point is there's a way we could obviously grab this. At least in theory, we should be able to. Yeah. In theory, we should be able to get it. I bet you we could do this. Hang on. Let me try something. 
I'm going to try something. I'm going to, oh, there it is. That's Summit Life, Summit Church. Here it is. Summit Church. I'm going to go Romans. One way or the other, I bet you we could find this online. Uh, Possibly. Yeah, here we go. This is their intro music. Now, this is not on the uh, Right Now Media app. This is on just a podcast app. I looked up Summit Church, started looking for their series on Romans. And they've got this long... Totally frank, very difficult. Here we go. Very weighty. And that is the question of whether or not Jesus is the only way that people can find salvation. And if so, if that is the case, which... All right, so there we have it. So immediately I can, I can start finding this series on most podcast apps. Now, it's not the same series as Right Now Media because, again, they filmed it in Rome and it's, you know, well-produced and it looks wonderful. But the basic teaching on Romans by J.D. Greer is easily accessible online other than their website's not very easy to use for some reason on an iPad. I bet you if I pulled it up on the laptop, it would probably work a little bit better. Uh, but for some reason, or maybe in a different browser on my iPad if I use Firefox or a different browser. But the point is, it's available online. Now, all I would need to do to be able to pull off the same thing without having to pay all that money is we have the theologycentral.net pod page. There's a blog section. I could then grab these videos, embed them into the blog and say, all right, this week I've embedded five videos from J.D. Greer on Romans. Everyone, We're going to be talking about the section of Romans that J.D. Greer covered. So what I'll do is I'll be doing my own teaching and then we'll use these videos to supplement it. We could do basically the same thing without using Right Now Media. Now, Right Now Media would give everyone one app and it would there would be some advantage, advantages to it, uh, but we could utilize it. Uh, we could still accomplish the same thing. And again, we wouldn't even need a church. We wouldn't even need the building, the facility, the staff, and we could accomplish this. But in, in many cases, people are, all this money is going to maintain a church and a staff and facilities and all of that. And then all they're doing is basically doing what I'm suggesting. Hey, but they're even going beyond it. Hey, now you need to be, they tell you, you got to be a part of a small group or you're not going to grow as a Christian. You sign up for the small group. Then most cases, you're not even meeting inside that building. Your small group leader is not even on the paid staff. And then that leader is using material from a third party in order to teach you. So then you have to ask yourself, what's the point of the church in the first place? It's just, it's, it's, it's a bizarre development in the modern church. It is just a bizarre development, and I, and maybe I'm not getting my point across, but I think that's the issue. So I'll, I'll I just wanted to at least address this one more time today, or one more time. And yesterday we talked about it. We're talking about it today. We may talk about it again tomorrow. But for your today's focus, I want you to once again. I, this is really what I want you to consider. I want you to look at your church and just try to. You can probably easily get access to the to the to the budget. How much money does it take to keep your church operating year by year? And how much of that budget is dedicated to facilities and salary alone? 
And then ask yourself, what are you getting for all of the money that it takes to keep that church open? How much, what is the teaching you're receiving? How much teaching are you getting? And how much of the teaching being so-called provided by your church is not even really provided by your church? It's outsourced. It's outsourced. That's the point I'm trying to get across. Now, I, I feel like that most people are like, yeah, so what? I don't care. All right, so you don't care. You don't care. It takes $100,000 to keep your church open. You're getting bare, basically nothing for that, th- that investment. And then the teaching you are receiving is not even coming from the church and from the people you're paying money for. They've outsourced it to a different, to a different source where you could get that for yourself sitting at home. But I think for some weird reason, people get some kind of a psychological or emotional benefit by so-called being a part of, a, of an actual body. And it's about the relationships. It's about the fellowship. It's about the community. It's not even really about the teaching. So really, you're, you're, you're just all that money is going to maintain a social club. And I know when I say that people get mad, but I'm come on, if, if the teaching is completely outsourced anyway, then you know, you're just paying money for the social club. And there's got to be a cheaper way to maintain a social club. So right now, media is not even the issue to me. It's bringing up all of these other issues about the local church. So there you have it. We're still, I'm still going to pursue figuring out a way for us to do this uh, as a podcast and, 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 and then try to, and I'm going to try to look at the pros and the cons. I think there is a, pro, I think there's ways to utilize it, which would actually be beneficial. Even though the teaching could be horrible, we would use the horrible teaching to our benefit. There's nothing better in many cases in stu- the study of hermeneutics as looking at the worst examples of hermeneutics. Now, sometimes you learn more from the worst examples than you do the best examples. All right. You can tell me what you think about all of the pers- all the things I have brought forth in this discussion. I hope you get it. I know somewhat I was repetitive here, but I'm really trying to get that. This is not about right now media more than it is this deeper issue about how I'm viewing the church and calling it into question because of some of these weird practices that it doesn't seem to bother most people. And I just don't understand that. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. We'll be talking about this more soon. Um, I think I'm raising some important questions. Your discussion on those questions really is what leads to even better discussions. So I can't wait to see what you think. All right. Thanks for listening. And that is your today's focus. Thursday, March the 16th, 2023.